Welcome to the Branding Room Only Podcast, where we share career stories, strategies, and lessons learned on how industry leaders and influencers have built their personal brands. Now, let's get started with the show. Hi, everyone. It's Paula Edgar, your host of Branding Room Only. I am so excited because we're going to be talking today with Lori Robinson Hayden, who is the founder and CEO of Corporate Council Women of Color and the author of a new book called It's Time to Shine, a guide for professionals of color on how to advance their careers. And she's also an award-winning lawyer. She's also a co-founder of Parents Supporting Educational Excellence. She is all the things, and I'm happy to have her here with me today. Lori, tell me, what are some of the ways that your personal brand has evolved or changed over the course of your career? Well, you know, you know, I, I've worn many hats. Mm-hmm. And I think about, you know, the brand of when I was just starting out as a young lawyer at age 25 and didn't know anything from anything mm-hmm. um, to evolving into the lawyer that I that I was at CBS in-house mm-hmm. to the leader that I am running corporate counsel, women of color, mm-hmm. to now the philanthropy that my husband and I are involved with here in Prince George's County with some of the private and public schools. So, you know, my brand has evolved, you know, and like I said, I like to look at leadership styles because you, you, you will use different leadership styles in different seasons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I have evolved from, I I guess, um, my brand going back to your question, the brand of, um, inspiring people, mm-hmm. the brand of paying it forward, give it, try, trying to figure out ways to help those that are behind me, mm-hmm. the young generation, the people who've never thought about law and they need to see a lawyer other than Judge Judy on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I talk about this in the book too. I worked for Hillary uh, Rodham Clinton mm-hmm. when she was the first lady and she was just a great example of how you can brand and wear different hats. Mm-hmm. She went from being a lawyer, mm-hmm. being a first lady, mm-hmm. being a senator, mm-hmm. um, and then running for president. Yep. You know, so so you have to be able to pivot mm-hmm. in different seasons, pivot in different assignments. Mm-hmm. And when you're pivoting and taking on different assignments, your brand will adjust and change to what those seasons are. But I will go back to what I said in the prior segment with you. Mm -hmm. Those brands have to include the consistency Mm -hmm. of excellence and execution. Love it. I love that. Okay. So you wrote this book. (laughs) Here we have it. It's time to shine. Why? Why'd you write it? Well, I've been working on this book for three years. Mm-hmm. And now my mom kept saying, you better finish this book by the end of 2023. I want this book. So my mom basically was like, you're going to finish this book. And it's coming out in 2023. Yes. But I wrote the book really to provide a guide mm-hmm. and, a, and a, a playbook, if you will, mm-hmm. to, to people who are professionals, 
It does say for professionals of color, but I mm-hmm. think it is definitely applicable to everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also think it's applicable to men as well. Mm-hmm. And I want to reach the younger generation. Mm-hmm. So I will be donating my book to historical black colleges and universities because many of the students don't have money to buy a book, but this is a book that will help them through their career. And I focus on those important things, how to get a mentor, how to get a sponsor. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a mentor or a sponsor, Mm -hmm. getting an executive coach. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was talking to my husband about this the other day. And I said, you know what, if I had to do it all over again Mm -hmm. as a young lawyer coming out, the first thing I would have done is hired an executive coach. But I didn't know anything about an executive coach Mm -hmm. or that concept of paying someone to help me. But I think that that would have definitely helped me a lot in the process to achieve my results faster and to be more focused. You know, with a mentor, it's a relationship, mm-hmm. you're building, it, it takes time. With a sponsor, you really have to be attractive enough for a sponsor to pick you. You don't pick the sponsor. The sponsor picks you. But with the executive coach, mm-hmm. you pick them, you're paying them, so they pick you. And it's none of this fluffy stuff. It's, let's get right to it. You have a problem. Let's mm-hmm. fix it. This is how you fix it. This is how you do it. And I'm going to meet with you next week to hold you accountable to make sure you have met those goals. And I it would have saved me a lot of time. So the book gives nuggets of information, the practical, you can achieve it. We have a workbook in there Mm -hmm. and it really just helps you to how do you set your clear goals? Mm -hmm. How do you develop your personal brand, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. be it at home, in your community, Mm -hmm. at work? And how do you network and build long lasting relationships? That's what the book does. It tells you not only how I did it, but it gives you a roadmap on how you two can do it. I love that. I love the playbook uh, analogy. I think that is absolutely right, because there are you know, chapters and then there are actionable steps and reflection questions and fill in the blanks um, for, for each of these things. And and what I'll say is as someone who is a, who is an executive coach, but I also have an executive coach, uh, it is powerful and transformative to have somebody who is um, consistently accountable. You know, I, there are people who have been like, oh, well, you know, you have a, you've got a husband, you've got a lot of good friends. I'm like, yeah, but they are all invested a coach is only invested in me and our relationship, right? And, and I think that is, it is a strong place. On my website, I have a list of co- executive coaches of color. Just open for anyone. It's under paulaegro.com and, and the resources because people ask me all the time because I don't coach individuals anymore unless it's a part of a bigger engagement um, about coaching. And as we get into the end of the year and towards the beginning of the year, they'll ask more right. and more. But it is a powerful thing. And I am also, as a parent of somebody who's currently at an HBCU Spelman College, I am so excited that you are going to be giving this out to students because I can tell you the the thing about this, this new wave of students is that they're so um, invested, but they know so much. I think that they don't realize what they don't know. Right. And so to have an understanding of here's what I wish I would have done differently is a fast track to something else, right? To say, like, it's basically you're saying what you wish you would have had. And so I'm, I'm glad that my daughter, well, she was going to get it anyway, but my, <laughs> she'll give it to somebody else on her behalf. But this, it, it is, um, 
as powerful for folks to be able to get this uh, early and often. So good. Thank you. Well, we're going to Spelman in January. We're going to get the students a free book mm-hmm. and we're going to provide them with lunch. So I'll get your daughter's name so she can definitely come over. We'll meet her. We'll give her encouragement. But, you know, you're right. The, the, the new generation, our generation mm-hmm. and the older generation, at yeah. the end of the day, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And that's why you have to surround yourself with people who who can just expose you. If you if you don't even if you don't even know the people, right. the great thing about technology now, you can go online, you can watch different seminars, you can go learn. You know, that's one of the things that I did when I lived in New York. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what, I'm gonna sign up and take a class at NYU. Mm-hmm. And I ended up taking this um class called it was an evening class called media marketing mm-hmm. and the guy who taught the class used to be the marketing guy for that rock band kiss oh and he walked us through how he marketed kiss and mm-hmm. got them involved with that movie that came on i think it was nbc and how he marketed the music and after i took that class it just mm-hmm. opened my mind and i was curious mm-hmm. and then i took another class Mm-hmm. And it anyway, I ended up getting a certificate. I took like 20 classes because one door just opened another door and opened mm-hmm. another door. But we should always be curious and learning. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're 80 years old, 100 years old or 20 watching this podcast. Yeah. You always have something new that you can learn mm-hmm. and you have to be open to that and you have to put yourself in the flow to get that information. So, oh, true. So, so true. I, one of the reasons why I wanted to have a podcast is like, you know, I have such great people in my network. And I'm like, it's great for me to have it. But it's that sort of that give back to to yeah. say, hey, y'all can. And, and what is wonderful is that the folks who listen will reach out and say, I learned this from this person. Thank you for sharing this thing. So it's almost like we um, it's like a it's like a catalyst. Right. It's it's making sure that folks um, we are giving back as much as we can uh, and not stopping with just us. So you just mentioned about taking a class and there was something that I highlighted in the book that I want to just find really quick. Uh, the invest yourself portion. Yeah. Um, I started laughing, invest in yourself portion. I, I started laughing when I read this because um, I had a conversation with one of my mentees uh, about uh, going to a conference and um, it wasn't going to be paid for at work. And so, and she wasn't going to go. And I was like, wait, is the conference going to be helpful to you in your professional development? She's like, yes. It's like pivotal. I need to go there. And I'm like, she's like, but they won't pay. And I said, so you should pay. And I remember she sort of looked at me and, and she kind of got stuck in it. It was like, um, I don't want to pay. They should be paying for me. And I go, yes, they should be paying for you. I agree with you. But you want to go and it's going to be beneficial to you. So you need to pay for yourself. If you do not invest in yourself, who's going to invest in you? Oh. And she took that. There was a little pushback. She took it, though. She went to the conference. She wrote up a note saying how much she learned at the conference. And you could just see how the world changes when you think about the fact that you don't have to wait for anybody to give you anything. You can go get it yourself. Yeah. So I was so happy that was it. I was like, yes, 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 yes. And multiple yeses. You have to invest in yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. So there's another piece in here that talks about um, motivational tips women of color to shine. And there's one that says, put an action plan in place and select the best possible people to help implement it. Write down a few action steps to achieve your next goal. 
So I love this because you are consistently talking about um, the power of convening of people, right? And this is essentially the concept of having a personal board of directors, like somebody who is going, some people who are going to be your squad. Tell me why that's important as an action step for uh, professionals of color. Yeah, you definitely have to have your own board of directors. Mm -hmm. And again, remember different times, this different seasons, different assignments. Um, We have to remember that we don't have to be stuck in doing one thing for 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I went to a seminar and uh, the speaker, you know, talked about, you know, remember when you were in high school, there were assignments you had there. You might have been on the student government. Mm-hmm. When you were in college, you had the same type of assignment. And it's the same way in life. Don't feel like you have to stay on that job. For 90 years, your assignment at that job may only be two to three years, and then it's time to pivot and it's time to move on. The same with your board of directors. Mm -hmm. You need a board who can help you execute your vision, tell you where to go to do it, tell you how to do it, tell you if what you're doing makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then as, as you are changing and moving through the seasons, you may have to retool your board of directors. Mm-hmm. And you may need someone who, you know, hey, you've always wanted to get into social media. You mm-hmm. don't have a LinkedIn page. Mm-hmm. You don't know what, you know, what mm-hmm. the latest trends are on TikTok. Mm-hmm. If you're on TikTok, but you know what? Maybe somebody in your board might need to be someone who works at Meta. Mm-hmm. If you met them at the conference or someone who works at Amazon. Mm-hmm. So you're getting some type of perspective about technology. You need to refresh your board of directors. You need to have a board of directors. Start with three people. But it's three people, trusted advisors. Mm-hmm. Now, they're down and out trying to make it like you. I don't know if that's the person you need on your board. <laughs> you need somebody who has a demonstrated track record of Success. That's the person you want to help you. You know, like we, we laughed when we were single. Single women can't help single women get married. Right? You don't have some single women on the board, but you also need some married friends on the board who can tell you what to expect and what to do when you transition into that season. Yeah. And yeah. it's the same way with your board. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. Um, when I teach about relationship building, I always say, like every other board of you know, directors, you, there should be terms, right? There are some people who will move to advisory status, right? So that they're always going to be, you don't, want, you don't have to get rid of folks, but they cannot be your go-to in the same way as you, for your to example, move from thing to thing. Um, you want to look at who is supporting you or how they can support. And that means transitioning some folks off um, or giving people a different term, right? Like it's it just, but it's thinking about it as opposed to, um, just being like, these are my people, and, and that's it. And because you're not static, and neither are they. No. Right? So, and, and if you are static, mm-hmm. if they're static. Mm-hmm. You should just pack up your tent and leave. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a saying in the law: mm-hmm. the statute of limitations. Yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah. why is this going on? Why are you still at the same company for forty years? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I like about the new generation. You know what? They will move. They move two, three years. I think moving around in jobs, yep. you know, I think that only helps your salary mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you're not stuck in this 2% merit increase yes. every year. 
You know, yeah. you may have to leave that company, get the skills you need and then come back. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're coaching on that, too. But no, mm-hmm. if, you know, I always, you know, when we started CCWC and there were like 10 people, sometimes I have people. Oh, I missed the day when CCWC was only 30 people. Oh, it's so big. I wish we could go back to. And I'm like, I don't want to go back to the day when CCWC it was 30 people. Mm-hmm. If you're not growing, you're dying. And when I work at CBS with those executives, mm-hmm. they had a growth mindset. Yeah. You know, if the number for this year wasn't higher than last year, it was all about growth for them. Yeah. You know, even when I talked to my mm-hmm. boss then, Lou Briskman, mm-hmm. he always wanted to know, what were your numbers last year at the conference? Mm-hmm. What are your numbers this year? He wanted to see growth. Yes. So we have to also have growth mindset mm-hmm. as a part of our brand. Mm-hmm. We should always be growing and always evolving. Mm-hmm. And I oh. hope I answered your question. Oh, I don't you, know at all. 100%, yeah. you 100% did. No, I, it, and I'm glad you did because so my business tagline is engage your hustle. And I I think of it not in like, you know, grind yourself until you can't move anymore. It's more about being strategic and thinking about what always is the next thing. How do you engage the next thing? And sometimes I say sometimes engage your hustle is taking a nap so that you can refresh and then jump back in. Uh, But but it's not thinking I'm going to stay here every um, year. I do a a goal setting session for free for anybody who wants to take it. Anybody. So last year we had 500 people on this and it's a webinar. It's just me talking here and, t- and walking people through a goal setting exercise. And what is powerful is like just thinking if I set my intention, what might the world bring? Right? What might happen? And we choose the word of the year, et cetera, to just give us a, you know, a focus, something to to work towards. And there's been some powerful power. There's a lot of CWCers who, who, who are on it. People, babies have been born, relationships, jobs, people have quit, people have divorced. Like there's just right, uh, a power in saying, I'm going to do this because it's important. I want right. to think about it and not just let it happen. And so um, I'm glad you're talking about strategy in here and utilizing your people to get you to that strategy and have a good sounding board. Um, that is important. So Tell me, are there, give me two, maybe two or three other things that resonate for you in terms of what um, you wanted to relate to folks um, from the book? Yeah, well, I I definitely want to relate to people that, you know, also, mm-hmm. there are great things that have happened for me in my career. You know, mm-hmm. there are also great things that, that didn't happen for me in the career. I didn't get the promotion. I didn't get the pay raise. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that job I applied for. Whatever it may be, there, there was a loss. Yep. You know, and like I said, e- even if you're in the winter season, what mm-hmm. I wanted to convey mm-hmm. is just what it says. No matter what, mm-hmm. you're going to shine. Mm-hmm. You are resilient. Mm-hmm. You will persevere. Mm-hmm. And even if you're knocked down, guess what? You're resilient. You're going to get back up. You're going to rise and you're going to step forth. And, you know, I'm hoping that this book will inspire people Mm -hmm. to not only know, you know, here are the tools to get to where you need to go, be it in your career, Mm -hmm. in trying to achieve work-life balance Mm -hmm. and trying to manage all of these pieces all at once. I like what you said. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do need to take a break. Mm-hmm. And that may be, hey, I'm unplugging. You know, we had Tina Knowles yes. at the conference. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions we asked, you know, how do you 
power up. You know, you're going to Beyonce's concerts. You're dealing with everything in your world. How do you power up? And she said, look, some days I have to turn the phone off and I let everyone know. Don't call because I will not be answering. I'm taking a day for me. I'm not unless it's an emergency. Do not call me. And you have to do that, especially as women of color. I think we have been told mm-hmm. you have to work 20 times harder. You have to be 30 times is you can't take a break. If you take a break, they're going to replace you. No, you can't take a vacation. You're mm-hmm. just, I mean, anyway, it just results in our just working and working and working ourselves mm-hmm. to the bone. Yeah. We have to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to make sure that we're getting our annual exam. Yes. And I remember when I was in in the corporate world, it was time for my mammogram Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't go. I had the best health care, but I wouldn't go because I was afraid. Well, what if they find something? I don't have time to deal with this. So I just won't go. Mm -hmm. So I finally did go. Mm -hmm. Um, I started getting my mammograms three Mm -hmm. years ago Mm -hmm. and it wasn't as bad as I thought. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we, we're just working, working, working. We're not taking care of ourselves. We have yeah. the best health care. So mm-hmm. I talk about that, too. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you could achieve all these things. But if you're not taking care of your blood pressure, mm-hmm. if you've got diabetes, if you've, you you got to have a glass of wine to get up, you mm-hmm. have to have a glass of wine to go to bed. Like, mm-hmm. this is a problem. We've got to address our health. Yes. Then we can be the best that we can be. It's it is powerful and and I love that you always have now a health component as a part of CCWC because for those folks who are in a fair state or in a too busy state or whatever the, the thing is that is preventing them from doing that it is a reminder to say that this is important so much so that we are incorporating into this conference yes. uh, and and that folks are, are are paying attention to it I I think that is um, super powerful every summer I take a summer sabbatical so I take. If I haven't booked it before the summer, I say I'm going to do only the things I want to do in the summertime. And that for me is I do go to conferences, but I love conferences. So for me, it's not like, right. But you can't if you, you can't hire me in the summertime. If we haven't talked about it before then until we get to September, because that's how I take care of myself. Yes. And I chose to do that. And and what I love is that it has been a catalyst for other people to say, I can't do the whole summer, but I can do Fridays and Mondays and do four day weekends for the whole summer or something like that, where people are really thinking um, about taking a break because we do, we overwork ourselves and our bodies tell us, hey, this is not going to, it's not sustainable. Um, and so does our mind, right? You know, there are several women of color from CCWC who've passed away yes. at the age of 50. Yes. And, you know, that that was the thought that, okay, well, if you're not doing your annual exams during the year, mm-hmm. if we offer the mammogram, and blood glucose testing at the conference, and you come every year, you have had your annual exam. Yes, yes, yeah. And I I really do think it helps people to remember and prioritize. And that is so, so key. Um, And yeah, what I was just saying was about wanting to incorporate that mental health piece. I've been on a goal to say that if you don't have it, you need a therapist, you need somebody to talk to. And I think it was, it was either Miss um, uh, Knowles or it was um, uh, oh gosh Kim Kim Coles who who's talked about 
um, that it's not outside of religion. It is that you can say religion essentially says you have to get resources that have been given to you by the Lord. Right. And so go ahead. And this can be another one of those resources. And I was really glad you could hear the hums in the crowd would be like, oh, OK, I'm thinking about this differently. Um, so, you know, you are you're you are changing people's lives and for the good, because to your point about people who have um, gotten sick and passed away, it is devastating to not have folks who, you know, if there might have been an earlier check or something like that, that maybe have, have been different. And so um, I just hope that each one teaches one, like everybody who does it talks about having done it so that it becomes much more a part of a, who we are as opposed to this off or not spoken about thing. Um, and but we can talk about a little bit more about what my thoughts about this are later. OK, so as we close, I have some questions that I want to ask you. One is this. What about the fun stuff, Lori? What do you do for fun? <laughs> yeah, I'm like you. I need to incorporate this. What do you say? This whole summer. Is that summer sabbatical. <laughs> June, June to August? <laughs> July to September. I, would, I, I need to try that. Yeah, I'm going to start doing these sabbaticals. Mm -hmm. But no, one, some of the things I like to do, I love to go to Florida. Mm -hmm. I love to go swimming. Mm -hmm. I love spending time with my husband and my son. I love going to the movies. I love listening to music. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say, you know, traveling, I, I'm not a big fan of traveling right now because of everything that's going on with the airlines. Yes. But, you know, I do appreciate being able to go to an Airbnb, spreading out my son. He can run around and stomp and scream. He can't do that at a hotel. But, um, you know, I need to do more of it, too, mm -hmm. because especially and you know this, too, Paula, as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. yep. you know, yeah, always working. You're always working and. Being an entrepreneur is totally different than being at a law firm yes. or being in corporate. Mm -hmm. You know, if the light bulb here goes out, mm -hmm. you know, I can't call the janitor. Yeah. If the computer breaks, there mm -hmm. is no IT department. Right. So you end up spending a lot of time. Mm -hmm. I've now got to fix the computer. Right. I now have to go get the light bulb. I have to go. So there, there's more work as an entrepreneur that you do that you don't take, have, to have to take on mm -hmm. in corporate. And as an entrepreneur, you have to make sure you're taking that time as well. Because I think being an entrepreneur, there's double the love. Yep, I agree. You're working 24 hours a day where in corporate, yep. you're working seven to seven. Yeah, yes. No, I, yeah, I, I have to consciously say, okay, walk away from the computer. Okay, put your phone down because all of my gadgets are not just fun gadgets. They are gadgets that also are what I work on. So I oftentimes will pivot from work to fun things. And I wanted to say, now I'm stopping work, right? And to have that that sort of boundary. But it is hard. But it also is, I can also say today I'm not going to work, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. So there's a, there's also a power in entrepreneurship where I can be like, hey, I'm going to take a nap and, and actually go and do so, which I actually love doing. Um, so... Okay, so there's two parts of my um, podcast that I have everybody answer, which is one is stand by your brand. So it's essentially what is the authentic aspect of your personal brand that you will never compromise on? Great question, mm -hmm. um, because, you know, I think that we live in a society where they people always want you to compromise. Huh? They mm -hmm. want you to do what they want mm -hmm you to do. And I just think like, if I just think about, for example, the, the core value that I have, yeah. okay, I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm. 
I'm a sinner. I do sin. Um, but but I, I try to stay true to my word. Mm-hmm. If I tell you I'm going to, and this is a brand, do you yeah. stay with your commitment? Yeah. Do you say that, hey, I'm going to meet you at one o'clock. You're going to be there at one o'clock. Mm-hmm. We're going to meet every week. We're going to meet every week. Yeah. But I try to, to the extent, if I say I'm going to do something, I try to stay true to that. And I try to deliver on that. Uh-huh. Uh, when I think about the brand of CCWC and the organization's mission, yep. you know, 20 years, you I, I like to say, you know, everybody who's in the diversity space, they're not about diversity. Mm-hmm. They are about using diversity to advance themselves and their careers. Mm-hmm. But when you really dig deep and you ask them, OK, now what are you doing with diversity? Mm-hmm. Who are you helping? Who are you giving interns to? Mm-hmm. Are you giving work to diverse outside counsel, many of them would say no. So you're using diversity as a vehicle to advance yourself, but you're really not about diversity. So even with CCWC, there are people who come in with their own agenda. Yep. And, you know, if we're focusing on making mac and cheese, they want to try to turn us into making chicken noodle soup. <laughs> and that's not our mission. Our mission is macaroni and cheese. <laughs> but you got to focus and you have to know who you are. You got to know what your mission is. And you can't be so easily swayed. Yeah. Yes. And, and that is our society. Our society will easily sway you mm-hmm. to move to the left or the right. You have to stay right in the middle. And you have to be willing to say the important word. No. Yes. Yes. My favorite form of no is that doesn't serve me at this time. (laughs) And it's just to whatever it is that doesn't serve me at this time. You don't like no, here's what I'll say instead. That doesn't serve me. All right. That was awesome. Okay. So and the second question is the term branding room is a play on standing room, like standing room only in an event. And so tell me about your magic. What is your unique skill, special gift that would have a room full of people with standing room only to see you do, say, or um, share? Well, my I, I gave you some in the earlier segment, but I, I would really say like my magic, my superpower, mm-hmm. it's execution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even today I have like 20 things I have to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I said to myself, OK, you have to execute. It's all about execution, execution, execution. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the things that I have the ability to do. I have the ability to execute. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I I never planned to do CCWC. Mm-hmm. I never went to law school to do CCWC, never thought about an organization. If you told me in law school, you're going to be running um, a global nonprofit, I would not believe it because I didn't go to school for that. <laughs> But by embracing an opportunity that presented itself to me, mm-hmm. it helped me to build different skill sets and it helped me to um, leverage, mm-hmm. leverage and parlay. Yes. So right now, if you were to ask me something mm-hmm. um, on chocolates, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because I have built the skill set of an organization, I know how to problem solve. I know how to make decisions. I know how to work IT. I know how to contact the people who can help me <laughs> if I don't know the answer. And I know that. And I would say that with respect to that brand of execution, I'm able to use all of my skill sets <laughs> to bring us bring about a quick result. I love that. I love that. And I, I think that is a key 
leadership um, quality. And you're right, the execution piece, because when you when we watch you at the conference, I can it's almost like you have a bubble over your head and there's like all these wheels turning. <laughs> I'm like, what's next? What just happened? What do I need to do? How do I need to pivot this? What's going on? What's the timing? And and I love that because I think that we have that in common where I'm like, I, I want to know what's next. How's it going to happen? Who's going to do it? What do I need? And how do I need to outsource this so I don't have to do it all? So. And at the conference, there are all types of things going wrong behind the scenes, <laughs> all types of curveballs curve happening that people don't know. So like we're usually dealing with like three or four uh, emergencies that are happening yeah. while we're trying to keep the conference on track. So you're right. There's a bubble going on. And I'm like, we're behind. And, you know, I laugh because my mom likes to send me messages during the conference I'm like don't send me these messages but she's like you guys are running 15 minutes behind you've got to catch back I'm like don't send me these notes <laughs> moms are gonna mom no matter what right, That's right. <laughs> well you know Lori this has been a fantastic conversation uh, conversations because we're definitely splitting this in two um, and I want to thank you for joining me on the show today um, tell me where do you want people to come and find out more about you and to find out about the book and about CCWC where should they go and find you Yes, you can find out about me in the book. I have a new website, LoriRobinsonHayden.com. And you can learn about Corporate Council Women of Color. Hopefully you've booked your trip to Las Vegas for next year as we celebrate 20 years. You hear that? 20 years of doing this. And I think I've done this 20 years every single day, except when I took two days off to give birth to my son. <laughs> I'm just glad like 20 years. I'm glad I started on this young. I'm glad I'm still young and full of vigor. But you can learn more about Corporate Council Women of Color. Go on our website, ccwomenofcolor.org. Fantastic. And all of those will be on the show notes as well. Um, Lori, congratulations on 20 years and wishing you so many, many, many more of bringing magic to all the people who need it and catalyzing change. Um, and everybody, if you haven't gotten the book yet, go out and get it. Give it to your mentees and give it to your co-workers. Give it to somebody on the street who just needs it because um, there's not a lot of books that are just like information. This is information and it's action. And so take that uh, and help somebody else. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Brandy Ramoni podcast. We'll see you again next time and be sure to hit subscribe to get future episodes.